This is the Full Port Podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt, brought to you by T.P. Howard's Plumbing. Hey, this is Josh Howard with T.P. Howard's Plumbing. There's nothing worse than a plumbing emergency. Today we have Christy Moore. She is the branch manager for Ferguson here in Asheville. How long have you been at Ferguson? I started with Ferguson in July of 2002. And Monday, actually, I'll celebrate my 21st year anniversary. Wow. I started part-time answering the phones, which was god-awful, um, while I was playing softball at Montreat. Okay. Yep, sure enough. And then how long have you been in charge? I have been in charge, well, I feel like I've been in charge since I started, because I'm just kind of bossy, but um, <laughs> probably going on eight years, I've been the branch manager. What did, what did you do before that? I spent one year on the road selling toilet paper and coffee and everything in between, except for plumbing, for Ferguson, our MRO division. Yep. Um, for a year, I did that. I hated it. And prior to that, I was inside sales. Um, I did inside sales. I did commercial quotations. I did a little bit of accounting, some credits. <laughs> uh, I've done a little bit of everything, except for collect money. I didn't really ever do that. I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not geared for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> it takes a special person to collect money. Boy, especially during the tough times. Too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. When nobody has it to collect. Yeah. So. 2008. That was a little tough uh, for some people, but. Right. Yeah. And then also during COVID. I mean, that was, there was some scary times during COVID with collecting from money from people. contractors or who? From contractors, yeah, for sure. Why, why is that? I think because the world shut down. Well, I, I mean, I understand that, but our business exploded. Yes, for the most part. But there were some divisions of people that were terrified of letting go of the money that they had. They didn't know what was coming didn't next. Know what, yeah, you right, know, you and I had conversations all the time. But are, right. Is it shutting down? Are we? What are we doing? <laughs> what are you seeing? I mean, I felt like we talked every day, and yeah. and you know, there for a little while, it was like we didn't know what to do. Yeah, you just um, and there were a lot of people who were very nervous about letting go of that money. They were kind of holding it, right. holding it in the pocketbook um, a little longer than they would. I actually, from a collection standpoint, we do pretty well in Asheville from a collection standpoint, and during COVID. Those numbers dropped a decent amount. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. So we asked this to everyone, and we get some unique answers. Do you brush your teeth? I do brush my teeth. I actually um, am on week 40 of Invisalign. And if you don't know what that is, it's a, it's a clear uh, retainer system. And you have to brush your teeth religiously when you wear Invisalign. So, I brush my teeth like seven times a day. So, tell me how Invisalign works. <laughs> so, week 40. Yeah. And so, what do you get? Like a different, different like retainer every what? Every week. A One to oh. set have, your teeth more? I have two different trays, top and bottom. Um, and the, actually, the orthodontist told me today that during the weeks of shifting movement, 
they can shift up to like a quarter of a millimeter a week. Right. I so, get that. I just remember having braces and my mouth being sore all the time. Is it? Well, that, these is are, that, yeah, they're, it, they are, yeah, they have a tendency to be sore yeah. also. But we didn't have any money when I was growing up, so we probably couldn't afford braces. And so I just said, hey. Now you're on week week forty of Invisalign. No, I'm on week (laughs) forty of Invisalign, and it's uh, so why did so I guess I'm gonna ask the question why because why didn't you get braces? What's the difference? Did you just not want that, or is that they didn't really even offer them to me? I guess in people's adult lives, they tend to want to kind of conceal a big mouthful of metal. Um, they really didn't even offer braces to me. (laughs) It's not like they're cheaper. I mean, I think I paid seven thousand dollars out of pocket. Right. Yeah. You know, before or after insurance, but, uh, you know, they yeah. didn't even offer them. Hmm. Okay. It's a lot of work. It's a, yeah. definitely a lot of work. Again, you got to brush your teeth like, I have a toothbrush in my purse. I have a toothbrush in my car. I have a toothbrush at my office. I have a toothbrush everywhere. So. But you can't eat with those in, right? You cannot eat with them in. You probably could, but. How many I times have you lost one? Only once. My dog chewed up the whole set. Um, like I used the, to be bad to like lay them on the countertop in a napkin. Yeah. And I guess I knocked them off the countertop, and my dogs are excited about a new toy, and so I picked up Invisalign pieces <laughs> off yeah. of the off of the floor all over my house, <laughs> and didn't realize what it was until I went to put my trays back in, and Whew. there you go, I was picking them up in like a million pieces. So. Yeah. So, supply chain issues. Are you seeing they're getting better? Hundred percent. Yep. We went through a time period where it was there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, we still had issues on the appliance side. We sell plumbing, lighting, and appliances out of my specific building, and there are still some brands of appliances that have a seventy-five weekly time. I mean, there's, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, some things you can get in a week. Some things you can get in 75 weeks. The higher end appliances are are definitely taking a lot longer than kind of the the mid builder grade type stuff. Right. That's kind of loosening up a little bit. But man, during COVID, it was. Well, also during that, we went through the uh, the uh, PVC resin plants. Oh, the the freeze, the The freeze, the the Texas. Oh yeah, it was. We had that on top of. COVID, COVID and the world shutting down and, you know, sending everybody home. And, you know, now I think to some degree, a lot of places, out, us included, are some form of hybrid work schedule where part of their employees work here in the office and part of them work from home uh, some days of the week. You know, we yeah. have a, a in the office three day um, at home two day. And that's still causing some problems with, you know, uh, lead times and releasing a material and just getting the job done. I mean, we have the we have the struggle now that you know if we're shorthanded on a Monday or a Friday, we have nobody in the office to pull from to help. So, so is is being a leader in your branch in Western North Carolina? How do you how do you feel about working at home? I absolutely hate it. I like to be able to put my hands on people, not physically, but, you know, essentially training. I mean, there is no better training than in-person grit type training. Yep. 
that's what I've always had. That's what I that's what I love to teach. Um, it's a completely different world when you have to try to do everything virtually than doing it in person. Right. And I like having people in the building. In person training, you're able to actually stay focused on it. Well, I feel, I mean, I feel like you... when you're out of the office, sometimes you're not at like as like do. I mean, I remember when we had to all do Zoom meetings for a year and a half yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It, it's easy to get distracted when you don't have somebody right there with you. That's right. Yeah. Well, and and eye contact's a big thing too. Yes. You know. So. And everything's kind of always delayed a little bit, and it's kind of, it's never perfect. Yeah. 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 So I prefer people in the building. And for the most part, we have that. I mean, you know, we talked about training and something that I have always done is not been afraid to do any job. Like if I needed to get in the truck and drive a truck, I would do that 100%. And that's one of the things that I feel like I do as a leader that maybe sets me apart from some of the other folks in our organization and maybe even in other organizations. I don't care. I'll wear a vest and a, a harness and go do the 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 best or the worst job i don't care right just gotta get it done just get it done just get it done yeah, it and that's matter. a little bit of leading by example too yep. you know yep. not do as i say but kind of do as i do sort of yep. thing um so for sure in the building a lot of times employees are impressed when you, they see you throw on a harness like you see josh hop on a traco and dig a ditch people are like he can dig a traco or dig a ditch and he's like yeah he did yeah. it for 10 years in the field or however long he was in the field you know yep yeah, I think I think people don't, you know, they see you sitting in an office and don't think you can do anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a buddy who refers to desk office work as having desk muscles. And he's like, oh, yeah, do you have to use something other than your desk muscles today? I'm like, yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I, I actually like to work my other than desk muscles. So you're in charge of people. I am. What is your most effective form of motivation for your employees? I feed them. I keep <laughs> them fat and sassy. <laughs> and both. No, all jokes aside. Um, you know, again, it goes back to leading by example and, right. and being all hands on deck. And, you know, we I like to cross train people. I like to make sure that everybody kind of knows how to do everything. Yep. Um, and you know what? People actually like that. People actually stick around for that. I've got a lot of the kind of um, millennial generation folks that are in my building. And, man, I'm blessed with those guys and gals because they are workhorses. Right. And they see that I'm a workhorse. Yep. And they want to work hard for me. Yep. And that's a really great thing yep so um for me it's just doing what i say i'm gonna do leading by example um just getting the job done man and having a good time always have fun and feed them i keep them fed buy (laughs) beer get buy them food popsicles ice cream beer we like to have a good time man yeah that's what it's all about that's, uh, yeah, and just I, th- I think one of the biggest things that you said right there, besides feed them, is teach them to do every job. Yeah. You know, so there's nothing because you're, you're so, especially this day and time. I think employees are invaluable when they can do, you know, 
and I know now we've had guys that have been here a long time and they can do anything and you know they might one day they're managing the next day I'm like look I need you to go I need you to go do this yeah and they can do it you know yep and that's you know anymore you just I don't know that you can't teach that it's just people don't have that they want to do the one thing that they do and they want to go home we had a little bit of that I think there was a phase of that and you know now we have some people who know how to do a lot of stuff but they don't want to like raise their hand when it's time to maybe do that <laughs> and they just kind of like stay back in the back but you know even even if you call on them to do something that's outside of their norm they, they don't mind to do it right they don't mind a bit yeah. but they also understand the what's in it for me like I, that's a huge thing for me like what's in it for me why me why why should i do yep. this yep. and i always make sure to get back to the root of what's in it for me like wh- if i do this what am i going to benefit from it you know yep. so i try to preach that in everything that i do no i like that so how do you navigate ferguson is corporate probably mm-hmm. extremely corporate very much so but in, in my opinion you've kept like your branch local right why, why is that ferguson as a whole has a college recruiting program and a lot of our branches um relied heavily on going to colleges and recruiting from the get-go before they ever graduate we're giving them a job yep. offering them a job whatever and we never really we didn't do that heavily locally at my branch we recruited the local hires the people like myself right. i was not recruited out of college um matter of fact probably 80 percent of the people in my building or more probably more than that actually probably closer to 90 percent are local people they're rooted in north carolina they're rooted in Asheville. they're from here their families are here they're you know they have friends in the business um and i mean the people that work for me are friends of each other. They right. have known each other before Ferguson. And they've just grown the friend group. And, you know, I kind of joke a couple <laughs> of my guys that, that came from Ingalls. Yep. Like, hey, you know anybody else at Ingalls that needs a job? And they're like, we, we're, we've the Ingalls pool is drained, man. We have right. nobody else to, to come. <laughs> so, um, yeah. there, but there was a time when we had probably five Ingalls employees just knocking on the door to come work for us right but i think i think that's too is that you've you've built a different culture a hundred percent hundred percent culture you know like you know just you've taken what they've given you what ferguson has offered you and made it even you know that much better yep so we definitely have um i get phone calls all the time about hey what do you, what do you do like what do you do that's special and i don't think what i do special because that's just what i do that's who i am that's how i'm geared so it's kind of a hard thing for me to answer but you know when i look at some of these other places that you know people burn the doors at five o'clock people i mean i've yeah. i put a dartboard in my warehouse i'm not sure if i'm allowed to say that corporately but i put a dartboard in my warehouse and my guys come play darts at the end of the day it's 140 degrees in that warehouse right now and they're out there throwing darts sweating <laughs> the bullets and you know having a good time so it's we have a very unique thing but it just goes back to to having a good time and working hard and you know yeah. i mean well feel you know i think too it's, it's feeling like you're a part of something 100 percent. feeling like you're a part of you know you know we've we've had we've been fortunate we've got a 
you know, we have a Firestone office downstairs. You know, and we've got people from uh, the, the Firestone office. I just now <laughs> yeah. got on to what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, we, we've we you know then we've got the new the new the 19 20 year olds Nate. Yep. Yep. You know, and he, and he's brought like 12 people here. Yeah. All all wow. buddies. Yeah, we've Let's got, see, yeah, we've so got cool. a bunch of guys that are all friends. You know, some of them are in the apprenticeship program. Some of them are just looking for a good job. And it's so yeah. it's it's and then we've got I don't know how many family members i've got uh dads here with daughters and sons working here yep you know so i think that's a huge you know i think that's the key right now is that if you can bring in one person and then they bring in three or four others that's right you know you know they're going to be involved they want to be a part of something and they're not going to leave you know if you have something good everybody wants it yeah everybody wants a piece of that you know, and I think transparency is another thing. Like, if you are transparent, uh, corporate America sometimes is a little bit of smoke and mirrors. Honestly, I mean, you got to talk out of both sides of your mouth. You, you, you know, right. I need yeah. you to work hard, but I don't. I can't have you work too many hours. Kind of thing. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like good I need you to work hard, but you're done at forty. Right. But at the same time, I feel like being transparent with people. Like, hey, we get, we got a little bit of a rough patch. We got to get through. Once we get through the rough patch, we're gonna, you know, be back right. to balls to the wall, if you will. And people just buy into it. You know what I mean? They just, well, just they I believe mean, just, in you. They believe you got yep. their back. They believe, and you just kind of create that culture. And you know, really, it's more like a family. I mean, like I tell my people all the time, and it's funny because I I tell one warehouse guy all the time, I love you, Gerald, and I'm like I truly mean that. I mean, yeah. yep. twenty one years of being in the same place. Of course, I had a year outside sales, but still in the same area, yep. and it's like. You just love the. I just love these people. You do. I mean, you you grow because I mean, there's you grow to love them because you see that you've seen them, like some of these people here. I've seen my whole life. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, some days I want to want to kill them, but it's you've seen day. them your whole life. You know, it's just it's just part of it. But I think that's what makes, no matter where you work, what you create, that, that makes it special. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, we talk about this a lot, and I, you know, and I think. Ferguson's opinion and and uh, our local economy here, what North Carolina, South Carolina. Um, where do you see the where do you see the economy going? Six to eighteen months. I see North and South Carolina in a really good place. We are blessed in our area, especially in North Carolina, especially here in Asheville, North Carolina. People are coming here. The rest of the country, there's a lot of conversation of a massive slowdown. And some places are already feeling that massive slowdown, more so than others. But, you know, we're nationwide. And the West Coast, we hear a lot of uh, kind of slowdown in that area. The Northeast, there's another one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in this area, I was having a conversation with a builder recently. As a matter of fact, two weeks ago. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah, I've got uh, five, $7 million plus homes um, booked. Half of them are paid for yeah i'm like yeah. okay man let's go yeah so yeah i mean i that's that's the best yeah i don't see anything i mean no. it's just kind of more the same we need we need to hire nobody's there to hire and you know we just keep kicking commercial uh i looked at the commercial permit reports last week and <sighs> henderson county i mean when henderson county puts up a 50 let's see i could be wrong here but it was like Two hundred and thirty-six million dollars worth of commercial uh, work permits right. pulled. Yeah, in a month. Yeah, 
That's well, you, huge. Well, you can you can drive around and see there's all kinds of dirt yeah, housing is, going I mean, yeah, housing dirt going is in. moving. Yeah, you know, moving. my phone will ring yeah. and they'll say, "Hey, what's the dirt moving on the side of such and such?" And I'm like, "Which part?" Yeah, because there's dirt moving on all parts of it at this point. Yes. So, you know, I do feel like it'll probably slow down a little bit. I think some of the some of the residential home building, uh, you know, that mid medium range kind of track home, uh, I feel like it's slowing. Yeah, I think I think that it definitely is too, but I, I don't see the, I don't you know higher end or you know no that, that's not at all. That's just coming as hard as we can go and. And these are people's like fourth and fifth and sixth. I mean, there's a guy on Cane Creek Road who has a like fourteen million dollar house. It's his fifth home, something crazy. Well, I mean, it's it's hey. everywhere you turn. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. I think we've already hit on this. What's the best part of your job? seeing my people succeed right nothing fills my cup more than to hire someone train them help them to grow both personally and professionally always yep and to to send them off to lead other people man that is an awesome feeling that's my favorite part 100% craziest work story (laughs) Um, I, we were open on Saturdays and I was actually working that Saturday with another associate and I was walking down one of the aisles of our warehouse and I felt something on my leg and I just kind of kicked it because we have like straps that fall off of like hanger boxes and whatever and I just you know I was in the zone and I just kicked it and never thought anything about it and I came back and helped the customer and I had to go back down that same aisle and I thought what and I looked and there was something in the floor that was like pink and yellow and I was like what is in the floor and the closer I got I realized it was a pair of my underwear (laughs) (laughs) my underwear was stuck on the inside of my leg my pant leg and it just kind of wiggled itself loose (laughs) and it was laying in the floor and the group that I that worked for me that I work with will find every opportunity they can to give me a hard time. I don't, it doesn't matter what it is. And so I realized what it was, and I grabbed it up out of the floor, and I stuck them in my pocket, and I was like, I'm never telling anybody about this, ever. <laughs> and I thought, oh my, I wonder if Dave saw it, because I was working with David McClendon, and I thought, oh my Lord, I wonder if he saw it. But I was nervous about it. I never said another word. Yeah. And about five years ago, one Friday after work, we were kind of sitting around having a cold beer, and they were telling stories, and I was like, I think I'm going to tell my underwear story. <laughs> and so I told my story, and from that point forward, everybody's like, watch out down all five, you might find Christy's underwear, <laughs> you know, whatever. So that was kind of a crazy, uh, that was kind of crazy. <laughs> I don't know that that's a work story, but it happened well, at work. Well, I mean, that's a so work story, yeah. It definitely, and then, and then uh, I had started with Ferguson, um, we were uh, lord we used to have to wear suits and ties and pants pants and button ups and you know the guys working the counter were like slacks and and you know penny loafers and the whole nine yards and i was helping on the counter one day and i had a pair of heels on and the slacks and the button-up shirt and i i hurried up the the ladder and picked something and turned to come back down the ladder and missed a step and face planted in the concrete 
and I thought I had broken my collarbone because when I hit, <laughs> I landed on my co- I lifted my head to see if anybody was looking <laughs> and busted my collarbone and jumped up. Nobody saw it. No, nobody. Dude, I, that was another one that was like the same aisle. That's what's weird. It was the same aisle that I dropped my underwear on. Stay away from that one. So that's, I stay, steer clear of that aisle. But good times, yeah. Good yeah, times. Yeah. Come on by. You'll, you never know what you're going to run into. Biggest job you or your branch has ever sold? And if you can tell us, what's the dollar amount? Oh, I don't know about the dollar amount. So when I was new in commercial inside sales, I shipped a hotel to Panama. Had wow. to sh- Yeah. Um, the whole thing. Soup to nuts. All the plumbing. All the lighting. You name it. Soup to nuts. Shipped it to Panama. And that was before... I mean, that was, Lord, that was 2008, 2008, maybe 2009. Yep, sure enough. I don't know the dollar amount, but it was, I mean, it was, yeah, a, it was a hotel. whole hotel yeah, in Panama. I mean, yeah. Panama. Had to deal with all the exporting and the whole nine yards. What did um, you put in containers and just ship it? Put everything? it in containers and shipped it over, sure enough. Wow. And shipped it out of Asheville. Was that was that what customer was that it had to be somebody from here right it was somebody from here yep and they're still operating today and they still have that hotel in panama i don't know if they still have it in panama they had it when i called on them on the road and then of course the mission cancer center we did that job with um precision uh yep 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 Mm -hmm. that was a big job so so last question what used to motivate you and you personally what and then what motivates you now or or has it changed you know i used to think that money was the the ultimate motivator i was young and dumb um i mean obviously we all work to yeah. make money i mean, yeah, you, I mean you, you know you that's, you that's no secret but yeah i used to think that was the ultimate motivator but it's really not um providing for your family is a big deal but you know, I said earlier, watching my people succeed, Yep. that 100% motivates me. You know, I obviously like to make my parents proud and do right by my raising and, you know, all the things that people say yep. and, you know, provide for my family and do better than I did when I was a kid, you know, whatever. But I really, 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 what fills my cup, what makes me get up out of bed every day to come to work is to watch my people grow, promote train coach ship them out i mean i like to keep them in the nest yeah (laughs) you know but uh it's it is it is very satisfying and and fulfilling even more so than you know a dollar to to watch somebody grow from the ground up oh yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah that is what drives me 100 percent. when somebody i think especially in the time we're in when somebody takes what you say to heart works their butt off and succeeds and then you you know honestly you hope they become more successful than you are a hundred percent i tease I, I i'm telling you i'm halfway serious i'm halfway joking probably more serious but i'm like hey one day you might be my boss right one day yeah. you could be my boss and i hope that you are yeah hundred percent that's yep. the way i operate no i agree and just respect i mean you know treating people with respect a hundred percent yep you know it's earned obviously but you know so 
that's yeah well good deal that was awesome yeah well thank you really I'm appreciate glad to be you here. i You're uh coming on it's 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 kind of, i was telling mark it's difficult to find guests so you did a great job well that, especially not having any sort of no way i don't know then you I mean think, i just sort of had to shoot from the you, hip you kind of just you know <laughs> so i appreciate it yep. appreciate everything you do for thank you for tp howard and that concludes the podcast we appreciate you You've been listening to the Full Port Podcast with Josh Howard and Nate Wyatt. Find us on social media like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just search TP Howard Plumbing. Make sure to click the follow button on the podcast and give it a five-star rating if you like what you hear. 